From the Financial Times in Nairobi, I'm David Pilling, Africa editor, and this is FT News. Kenya's president, Uhuru Kenyatta, was one of only two African leaders to attend China's Global Infrastructure Summit in Beijing this weekend. He spoke to my colleague, Adrienne Klasser, ahead of the meeting about regional ties with China, upcoming elections, and his hopes for Kenya's economy. This is an edited recording of the interview, which took place in London. What kind of deals are you going to be pursuing while you're in China? As always, we are keen to continue with infrastructure development, not just in Kenya, but in our region. And that will be a key push because we believe strongly that that infrastructural development is what is going to help us open up East Africa, open up the continent to trade and investment. So I believe that that's going to be one of the key drivers that those of us who will be there representing Africa will be pushing for, as well as uh, opportunities to increase our trade also into China. We want to see China opening up more to African goods. Do you sense openness from your Chinese counterparts to allowing that to happen in a concrete way? I sense a growing willingness now. They're beginning to appreciate that if their win-win strategy is going to work, It must mean that uh, just as Africa opens up to China, China must also open up to Africa. Are there particular deals on the cards that you're really going to be pushing through or announcing when you're in China? I won't go to uh, any specifics, but of course we're going to push for the continuation of the railway because the objective, as much as the railway has reached Nairobi, our objective is for this railway line to get its way through to Kampala, onto Kigali and ultimately through the DRC to the Atlantic Ocean. Now, that is the grand vision of our region. So we will continue to push that as a key project. We are focusing ourselves also on uh, the development of special economic zones, which are critical for job creation also in Kenya. Is that linked to an interest in attracting manufacturing like Ethiopia? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Let's talk about the election coming up in August. What do you think your weaknesses are going into this poll? I think what our strengths are is the fact that we have a strong, united political party that has really moved and extended its reach from the areas that supported us last time and has actually managed to make some very heavy inroads into previously opposition-held areas. And our focus on development that is across the country and some of the things that my government has been able to establish in terms of free maternity, increased access to power, in terms of the equipment that we've managed to put through into hospitals, what we've done in terms of education, getting rid of exam fees, and our agenda now to move forward to ensure 100% transition from primary to secondary by next year. These are some of the things that I believe will be a great strength to us and will be what we shall be articulating in our campaign. If there is a weakness, it is a weakness related especially to the drought and the fact that uh, the cost especially of basic goods like maize, flour, which is a major staple, and sugar. These are problems that we're addressing even as we talk and they are not problems that are peculiar to Kenya. It's uh, problems that are affecting the entire region as a result of the recent weather patterns. And uh, the opposition will try and take advantage of that, given that it's an election year. But we are going out with a message that we are a government that seeks solutions, because uh, as a government, we need to provide solutions. 
how have prices sort of gone? I mean, they've, they've really skyrocketed rocketed in the past couple of months, sort of up to we've 10%. Got, we've got to be very clear. It's yes. food prices. Food prices, fine. Food, it's food prices. It's not the entire basket. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the food that has escalated. And this is not a new phenomenon. So truly, the only thing is our long-term plans to ensure that we are no longer vulnerable to the vagancies of weather, to ensure food security that is not rain-fed dependent to a much more predictable cycle. If this is cyclical, though, then has your government been caught napping by it a little bit this time? No. In fact, that's what I've been telling Kenyan. It's not my government that's been caught napping. We've only been there for four years, and we have done a lot in terms of increasing our irrigation, building of dams. Those who have been caught napping are those who have been in government, many of whom now are mm. in the opposition, who should have dealt with this problem 15, 20 years ago then we wouldn't be there. We are the first government that is seriously investing in irrigation because we have said we can't continue this way anymore. We have already planned about six major, major dams in order to be able to harvest water. Why? So that we can get ourselves out of this particular problem. Let's talk about the bank lending cap. That has been somewhat controversial and was criticized by KCB Bank, which is one of the biggest banks in the country. Was it a mistake? I won't say it's a mistake. But I will say that it was brought about more by political pressure. Kenyans felt for a very long time that banks were charging excessively high interest rates. And there was a huge political and social pressure that this needed to be addressed. And we tried to argue that let's look at different measures as a government. But Parliament insisted overwhelmingly with support from both sides of the House. So this was not a policy that you It was not a government policy. This was a private member's bill that just became humongously popular. And all I can say is that maybe as we go forward, as people have seen a decline in credit, especially to small and medium enterprises, mm -hmm. maybe people would be willing to relook at this. And it's a scenario that we can only say we will look at going into the future. This is something that requires... Uh, building of consensus across both party lines and requiring a great deal of consultation before any such move is made because you'd have to bring everybody along. How about Safaricom? Is it too dominant and would you consider breaking it up? Well, it is dominant and it is dominant because of its own innovation, largely driven, of course, by M-Pesa. And what we're saying is that let's not just necessarily consider the issue of breaking it up. But let's also look at how we can facilitate others to develop a similar technology and then ultimately see how we can make this technology interconnected so it doesn't really make a difference whether you're an Airtel or you're a Safaricom or you're mm. a Telcom. I think I would look more towards that kind of an arrangement as opposed to an arrangement that tells somebody who's gotten dominance as a result of innovation Mm. But I'm going to take this away from you because then you kill innovation also in other sectors if people feel that I can't innovate, take advantage of it. So I would prefer more to see how we can get seamless integration of the different telecom systems. Are you worried that debt has risen quite quickly on your watch? Mm -hmm. No, it's not a concern because the World Bank or the IMF who are close partners of ours in everything that we do all say that our debt levels are still very sustainable. Our debt is all towards investment, investment that should have been made 
a long time back in order for us to be able to get the kind of growth that we're looking to get in order to be able to achieve the kind of job creations that we want and the prosperity that we're looking towards. What about projects though, like for instance the Mombasa-Nairobi railway project, which you borrowed about four billion to do. Some analysts are saying that it's never going to pay for itself. We think it will. For sure it's going to be one of the key carriers now of goods into Nairobi. As a result, and that's the little extension now that we're pushing, we're creating a whole new industrial park in Naivasha that is going to benefit again from that railway. That's part of the reason why I'm saying these are some of the factors that are making Kenya look attractive to a lot of people because previously it was very difficult to move product and our power was also very expensive. But with the railway line now moving to the source of our geothermal power, we now have efficient transport, labor, and cheap power. So these are some of the things that are making Kenya look attractive. So you shouldn't look at the railway purely and simply from the volumes that is carried today. You should look at it from the potential that is going to be created and the additional volumes. And that's the way we are calculating the return on that rail. Very interesting. Yeah. And in terms of the attractiveness of Kenya to outside investors, obviously, you know, fast-growing economy, especially compared to many others, a lot of stability, a lot of diversity. But at the same time, I mean, you yourself have said that corruption is reaching sort of a level where it's a national security threat. Is that an accurate perception? And what is being done about it? You're going into an election. Why hasn't more of a crackdown been initiated? Well, we, the kind of crackdown that has taken place over the last four years has never happened before. There's never been a government that has removed four ministers in one go. There's never been a government that's removed as many permanent secretaries as we have done. There's never been a government that has more cases in front of the judiciary than is currently the case under my administration. We are not yet over the hill. But one of the things we have done is that we as an administration have not pushed the corruption agenda under the table. We have allowed it to come out. We have allowed debate on it. We have said where people are found to be culpable, they should step aside and be handled through the normal process because what I meant is that if no action were mm. ever to be taken and I think what we were doing is preparing people for what we had to do mm. it would be a national security challenge and that is why we have gone full throttle to take action because we recognize that by not taking action we actually threaten to undermine our own future potentiality so Corruption is an agenda that is on people's minds, and I prefer it to be there until mm. such time that we are actually able to resolve it, because if it becomes a non-issue, it means that you're not focused on it. So long as it remains an issue, it's always on people's eye that this is an agenda, that mm. something has to be done. And I don't think that is necessarily a bad thing. I think that's a good thing because it keeps you focused and also makes people aware that this is the path that Kenyans government and all institutions are no longer willing to accept. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.